Welcome to North Georgia Business Radio, coming to you from the Business Incubator at Brunel University. Now, on the radio often, some shows lean left, some shows lean right, but here at Business Radio X, we lean business. And I'm here with Dr. Bill Lampton, my co-host. How's it going, Dr. Bill? Ah, great. And you know, the wonderful thing, Bo, is this is our second show, which means we weren't canceled after one. We're still going, man. On the air. Hey. That's, that's good odds. So, so let's talk about this just a little bit. We, we always like to have a little bit about what's something important about local business that we can bring up kind of here in our, in our intro. I think to me, and I, I said this on our opening show because it's paramount, the, the great thing about local business is that all of us like to do business with people we know, like, and trust. We m- may have the option to operate our our shopping and and buying services or goods within a you know maybe a hundred mile radius if we want to but why do that i've lived here for three decades i've had very few reasons to go outside of this area to get my needs met and it's just great to know the people that you're dealing with there's some businesses here in the gainesville and North Georgia area, who have been in business for decades, and they're, they're there for a reason, because they serve us well. Well, and that's, you're bringing up a question I was wondering. So, you know, uh, unfortunately, when we look around, sometimes you see business come and go. What What is it do you think might be the, the key or a couple of keys that those businesses that stand the test of time that we've seen here a decade, 10, 20, 30 years plus? No doubt in my mind it's service. It couldn't be the price because prices don't vary that much between competitive services, competitive businesses, but it's the service. It's the smiles that bring you back. It's being able to say, yes, we made a mistake and we'll correct that. We'll give you a refund. We'll give you a replacement. It's not that the customer is always right. That's that's a fallacy. But the the business owner's that you want to keep coming back to are those who treat you fairly. You know you get uh, their care, their concern, and often a bargain or two as well. You know, I want to add to that too. So service, I agree. That's probably tops. But another thing I've seen with businesses that really do it well is they create an experience for the customer. Whatever that might be, it might just be a good ambiance to have a meal, which we'll talk about later today, or it might just be leaving people with a good experience, being communicated to properly. So I think that customer service and just really having a good experience. I like the term customer experience. Joseph Michelli is one of the most uh, prolific authors in the realm of customer service. He's written books about the Ritz-Carlton, Mercedes, Benz, uh, medical care. He's written quite a number of books. I had the opportunity to interview him once, and his comment over and over again is that term customer experience. Customer service is one thing. And I've always said, too, that I like the term customer care because you can service somebody without caring for them. So when I teach or write or direct a seminar or give a speech about customer service, I always say customer care. You know, it's the difference between a minimum acceptable job and truly creating that experience. Well, speaking of that, we have some great local businesses with us today. And let me introduce our first guest. It's Kevin Heath with MTD Benefits. Now, Bill, Kevin helps with health insurance, the very complicated world of health insurance. He's helped me and a lot of clients 
in the retirement planning side with Medicare and how to plan for that. But Kevin, welcome to Business Radio X North Georgia. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much for having me on, Bo and Bill. It is a pleasure to be here with you all today and to discuss uh, my business a little bit with you guys. Well, before we get into specific questions, just tell us a, a little bit about MTD Benefits. Well, MTD started by a passion for me. I, I've been in the business now for almost 15 years in the health insurance industry. I started out down in Florida where I met my lovely wife, and then we moved to Georgia 10 years ago. <clears throat> and I started with large corporations working directly with the carriers and also some larger agencies. And where I found a need was the old adage, you can't fit a square peg in a round hole. Well, you really can't do that with health insurance either. And I always found myself trying to find a fit for somebody, and maybe that fit wasn't with that particular company, but I knew it existed out there. And that came from that uh, experience that I had was MTD Benefits, and it stands for Making the Difference. Uh, and we want to make the difference for folks in their health insurance experience, just like you're saying, you're, the experience is everything. Well, and I can speak <clears throat> from a, a planning side, helping people with, with their finances um, in, in my business, that these decisions, if a wrong decision's made, there's some real horror stories out there. Do you have any really horror stories you've seen <clears throat> come up in the last year or two? Well, the biggest one that we see right now is there's a lot of garbage plans, I like to call them out there right now. Since the recent law changes, tax law changes, you no longer have to have a credible health plan to not be taxed a penalty as of this year, 2019. So what has happened is you have a lot of call centers, a lot of folks out there have popped up and are now marketing these plans with zero deductibles or zero copays. And again, the old adage, if it sounds too good to be true, it might be. Um, but, you know, some coverage is better than none, I will say that. But if you take a cancer treatment, for instance, I have one here with me. At Emory Hospital, a recent cancer treatment for one of my clients cost $127,000. That's one treatment. Wow. And if your plan pays a fixed benefit, and that fixed benefit's maybe $5,000 or something like that, that leaves you on the hook for over $120,000. So it's imperative because... We've got used to back in the 90s and early 2000s that <clears throat> our health insurance had these great low copays of $5 when we go to the doctor or $50 going to the ER. And we kind of got spoiled in a way as a society to want to go to these places and just go whenever we felt we had a scratch or anything else. But health insurance is really there to protect us from these large expenses or large bills that we have out there. It's an imperative to make sure that people have comprehensive health plans. And that's what our main focus is, is to make sure that we review people's health plans and also find comprehensive plans that they can afford that are out there. It's amazing to me that uh, there's a friend that I knew in Florida who a couple of years ago had a very serious auto accident. Mm -hmm. She uh, is a highly successful professional person. And yet it wasn't long before she went on Facebook and started a GoFundMe project saying that she had no health insurance. I was absolutely flabbergasted that somebody who's at a high professional level somehow had not taken care of that. And do you know why people don't do that? Yeah, since the Affordable Care Act came out um, in 2004, it came fully in effect in 2004, it's kind of driven the premium sky high. And it's really done that to folks who are doing better. Um, the the <clears throat> the better you do, the more income you make, the less you're going to qualify for one of those tax credits that exist in the Affordable Care Act. So then your premiums could be two thousand dollars a month or 
I'm a family of five. Our premiums would be $3,000 a month for a decent health plan and Affordable Care Act if wow. we didn't have a tax credit or other types of means to get coverage. That's why we strive to go out and find alternative plans to help people. There's everything for right now from Christian health share organizations to just health, shore, health share organizations to now association health plans are becoming a very viable option. Uh, we have now just recently come in partnership with one. It's called uh, Home Builders Association of Tennessee. And even though it's out of Tennessee, they can offer it across the United States. The only states they don't are New York and California. Um, and that's just they haven't got the regulations there yet for it. But it, it essentially works with any home builder trade and anybody who touches those home builders. And it offers, and those could be, the people that touch them could be insurance agents, accountants, lawyers. So those folks are also qualified for those plans. And if you're a 1099 or self-employed person, this plan is for you. And it offers much lower premiums to them than the Affordable Care Act plans, but the same comprehensive benefits that are existing in the Affordable Care Act. What about pre-existing conditions? Are those taken care of by most reputable companies? Pre-existing conditions was one of the main reasons the Affordable Care Act came out because there was a lot of, like I mentioned earlier, garbage plans coming out. Um, that was the main, that was the crux of what the Affordable Care Act was created for, was because there were agents then offering plans that weren't covering maternity or mental health, or and they weren't selling them properly or letting customers know that they didn't cover these things. Um, and pre-existing is one of those. So pre-existing, yes, there's a lot of plans out there that will still cover pre-existing, some of the alternatives may not cover it right away. They may cover after a couple of years, but it you can still get coverage. And what I always like to try to say is there's no one size fits all in healthcare. And that's why it's most important to work with a professional. Most people don't realize that a professional will actually help you. Like our, our brokerage, we don't charge a fee. Our fee is paid to us by the insurance carrier or whatever plan you go with. That doesn't That doesn't change what you pay as a consumer so you, you pay the same no matter whether I professionally help you or not. So it makes no sense to not get advice from a professional who does this every day and can help you with those factors. Well, and speaking of that, Kevin, I ran into clients. They went on the exchange, mm -hmm. and they found a plan that was 3 or 4 or $5 a month cheaper, and then they went to use it, and they realized their, their actual the people in their, the area they lived in didn't even cover right. the insurance. So you see problems like that. Another reason, I think to sit down and talk with a professional. One of the things I've always liked about Kevin and why I've referred business to him is I know that whether he, he gets new business or not, he will, he will explain to the client their options and let them know what's best for them. And I think that's important. It is very. And then you take even into the aspect of, you know, we, we help clients. I always say there's no client too young or too old. We can do child-only policies, <clears throat> and we can help those folks up – to age 65 and older who are now eligible for Medicare. And speaking of Medicare, it's one of the most complex systems, which I never understood how our country makes the insurance more difficult to understand as we get older, because as we get older, I know I lose my mind a little bit, but you know, they make it a little more complex then too, and it's more important. And you'll hear people who are turning 65, they'll say, man, my mailbox is just full. I can't get the mail to stop. They just keep sending me advertisement after advertisement for these different plans. And you also hear them say, my phone just won't stop ringing. You know, the do not call list doesn't always work, you know, when you put your number on a do not call. So it's really important to kind of have, a, again, a professional help guide you through that. 
and we kind of do what I call the ABCs of Medicare, and we help explain how it works and everything before we even talk about what might work best for them as a plan or anything. It's, it's important that they understand how Medicare itself works before they can ever move forward with that. And, and well, I was going to say, you know, one of the things that I found fascinating about how the changes in health care and the expense has changed how things work, I've actually seen an increase in people working longer to make it to age 65 just because they can't afford insurance between, say, 62, 60, you know, they can't afford that gap. So I'm seeing that change the, you know, a big impact all the way across. It, that is a huge issue there. The other one that we see a lot in our uh, in my business is the husband or wife turns 65, but the spouse is still 62 or 61. Mm-hmm. And they're losing benefits then at their work because they're trying to retire and go on a Medicare. But and their their biggest concern is their spouse. What do I do about my spouse? So we help with that as well. That's that's the key part of. There are brokers out there that specialize just in Medicare. There are brokers that specialize just in what we call the under sixty five market. But we found it important to do both, not because it's too much, but also because you want to be able to help those folks where if someone is turning 65, but yet has someone who is a spouse that's only 60 or 62, we can help them through the whole process and get them set up that way. I would have to say that I'm grateful for professionals like you because the average lay person who's not scientific and maybe not even mathematical, to try to translate some of the jargon that's there it's it's truly impossible so thank goodness for professionals who do that for us thank you and kevin one thing before we kind of wind up this time is i know because of the expense and people realize literally it's funny the affordable care act not getting political here but the affordable care act made for a lot of middle class americans insurance unaffordable mm-hmm. you know uh, so they're looking for options and one of the things i've heard a lot of questions about is is kind of the health share plans you miss you mentioned one i believe so how does that work because is it insurance is it not insurance is it like insurance well the easiest definition and how i explain it to clients is health share is not insurance it is a group of like-minded individuals coming together to share in each other's needs so a lot of the health share programs out there are faith-based. So that could be um, more strict, like they want to make sure you be, uh, belong to a Bible-believing church, to less strict that they just want to make sure you believe in God. Um, so there's different programs. Again, no one size fits all. We want to make sure we, we counsel and help the people and explain everything to them. And then we're most one of the things I'm most excited about is something that I've been working on since the beginning of the year, and it's coming very shortly, hopefully. We've been putting the finishing touches on it. But that's our own association plan created for us uh, with a group called Sidera. And what they do is they're a health share organization that does not tie to any uh, Christian affiliation. But they work with what's called direct primary care. Direct primary care has become very popular. It's where you'll hear it referred to as concierge medicine, where your doctors want to say, well, uh, you know, pay me a $60 or $100 fee per month, and you can see me as much as you want. Well, that includes all your tests and everything. But those doctors are saying, we, we can't cover the catastrophic circumstances. What about that? And this program comes in for that. So it, it's a great opportunity, and it's another one of those that we've gone out and researched and dug into and have worked hard to try to produce, and hopefully that will be available here in the next month or two. Excellent. Well, Kevin, so 
if our listeners, they're either, hey, do I have the right insurance or hey, I need to find insurance. I don't know which option's the best for me. Or we're getting closer to that retirement deal. And I, hey, do I have the right Medicare supplement set up? How do they find out more about MTD benefits and get in touch with you? Absolutely. Um, well, the best way to get in touch with us is to call our office. The number is 678-928-3920. You can also find us on the web at www.mtdbenefits.com. And that's benefits with an S, plural. And uh, you can always email me as well. And that's very simple. It's Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, at mtdbenefits.com. Thanks so much, Kevin. So, you know, Bill, one of the things that, that Kevin brought up that fascinates me, I think it's another key to those businesses that make it. You notice there was a problem when things got so expensive, the market adapted. Yes. And you saw new solutions coming up. So I think adaptability might be another thing we add to that. Oh, yes. And, and we can... If, if we wanted to, we could each of us name five companies that are no longer in business, national, even international companies, because they did not adjust. Right. Didn't adapt. Sometimes you need to reinvent yourself, I believe. Well, why don't you, we have another great guest. So let's go from, from the things Kevin taught us to another, just a staple in the community here. Um, and we might go there after the show because I'm, I'm kind of ready for lunch. But go ahead. Why don't you introduce our next guest? Juan Luna, Luna's Restaurant. I've known Juan for probably 20 years, I suppose. Juan does a great job. Juan, I guess, uh, welcome, first of all, to the show. Thank you, Bill. And uh, it occurs to me, as it probably occurs to many people, we all know, just from keeping abreast of the business world, that from what I hear, the restaurant business has about a 90% failure rate. That's pretty risky. What prompted you to go into the business? What attracted you uh, to do it and, and to stay there? Well, my father's work at it, so I started uh, washing dishes with him at the age of 16. Um, I had no, no other choice. And I am here because of the Olympics in... 2003, um, I moved to Atlanta, and um, I met my ex-wife, Frankie, who is a wonderful lady, and she's from Gainesville, and um, I came up uh, to the, uh, to her hood, to the, her neighborhood, mm -hmm. and of course, I am where I am since, mm -hmm. and since 97. Very good. You know, it's funny so, when we talk about how people get places. Oftentimes, a lady got us where we went, ended up, right? Okay. Our lady may, lady may be the reason we went someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> okay. okay. One, the key, the key to success in the restaurant business, if it's a 90% failure rate, if that's accurate, how is it you survive? What is it you do that keeps people coming back and attracts new people and makes them make your place a, their, their dining choice? So I'm just really a drop in the bucket. Uh, my, my staff, uh, I really owe it to them. They, they made me look good. And they could also make me look bad. Um, <laughs> but um, they wonderful. Um, I have surrounded myself with great workers. And of course, it takes a lot of work. Uh, from every single one of 
the staff member. Um, I tend to see a little bit more than they do. Um, but nevertheless, the effort is there, the, the desire, the will, the heart. And um, yeah, they, they, they say, uh, uh, a lot of little things that makes it really work. And nothing is taken for granted. And uh, uh, the team effort, that's, that's what gets it. And I appreciate your saying that. It reminds me of something Ed Sullivan said many years ago. Ed Sullivan was one of the very first uh, popular television shows. People turned on their sets at 8 o'clock on Sunday night to watch the Ed Sullivan Variety Show. And Time Magazine interviewed Ed Sullivan one time and said, why is it your show is so popular? You can't dance, you can't sing, you're not especially good looking. Why is your show so popular? He said, it's number one because I surround myself with good people. Sure, absolutely. I'm very lucky, very fortunate. Um, they're all so willing. It, it just, I'm just so blessed to have the kind of workers I have. Um, they made me look smart. They really do. Well, that brings up a question for me, Juan. I've noticed over the years some of your employees are there for a really long time. Is there is there a secret? To, are you giving them vacations to Fiji or something? What's the secret to keeping good employees? Because I know that's the hardest part of any business. Thank you very much. Well, for number one, I respect them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very mutual uh, thing. Um, I'm grateful. I, uh, I compliment them. I, I think that's a, run, a wonderful thing. And they, I know they feel appreciated. Right. Uh, obviously, there's nothing they could ask me, let's say, to eat that I won't give it to them. So um, I, I think that is a very mutual relationship that we have. We, we are coworkers. Right. And I like for them to understand that the office is open. Uh, there is no secret places in the restaurant. So uh, I think that they feel comfortable and, and they feel very welcome. Since you've come to the restaurant in 1997, what are some of the changes that you brought in? I think, for example, seems to me music, uh, entertainment. I, I believe maybe you have a jazz group on Friday night. What, what are some of the innovations that you brought in? One that would bring people to the restaurant for something other than just the great dining. Thank you. Well, you know, I, I think that first we, we do have a decent product. We have a very clean environment. We, uh, in 2000, we opened the piano lounge, and that have definitely opened a totally different world. Um, we have entertainment. We have jazz. We have blues. We, uh, starting this week, we have entertainment every week, every day of the week. Oh, wow. Um, At night. Yes, we will have happy hours from 5 to 7. So you really do have to adjust, like Bo was saying before. Um, otherwise, you stay behind. Um, I'm really excited about what the future is hold. Do you have any favorite, and I'm not thinking local, but do you have any favorite restaurants that you've been to nationally or internationally? And if so, why? I do go, when I go to New York, I have many favorite restaurants there. Um, one that really stick is one is by land, two is by sea. It's in the village on Barrow Street. It was an old uh, 
fireman house and they converted it into one if by land, two if by sea. That was during the war. Yes, one if by land, yes. two if by sea. So, and it's a, a beautiful place, a piano, fireplace, uh, very cozy, uh, a beautiful environment. Um, unfortunately, in that surrounding area, I don't go out very much. I'm, I'm at work all the time. Well, not quite all the time because you were telling me a couple of minutes before the show that you practice putting at, at home <laughs> <laughs> two hours a day. And, yeah. and I know golf is one of your passions. It's true in a business that requires so many hours per week and per weekend, and especially when uh, the, the big seasons come along, you've got to have some kind of outlet away from that. And I've known for quite a few years that golf is your favorite outlet. It is. I love golf. Uh, of course, this practicing comes at 12 a.m., uh, 11 p.m., so I don't sleep well. Um, so I, I practice a little putting. Um, if I think about putting, I don't sleep well either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the, you have to have a lot of passion and love to be in the restaurant industry. Because the 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 hours uh, the it just consume you totally, and you take it home with you. But um, I love the industry. I look forward to waking up and, and go to work. Um, you you must like it. You have to like it to be in it. And I hope that when that time come where the liking the love is no longer there, that I could walk away. Very good. Well, what, what would you, somebody out there listening, is there a favorite thing you say, hey, if it was up to me, you would try this at our restaurant? Favorite dish, favorite meal? I love the rack of lamb. Rack of lamb. Oh, it's delicious. I, I, I think it's as good as any. Very good. But we, we are very accommodating. You know, we, we are obviously, I joke around. I say that we are like Burger King. You have it your way. <laughs> <laughs> and if we have the resource, um, we make it. Well, let's talk about just a little, little bit about what kind of some of the variety on the menu of the kind of things if I come into Luna's that I can have. So, for instance, uh, we are we have seafood, pasta, steak, chops. Um, we are incorporating in this happy hour menu a little slider, a steak slider. Uh, we're going to have um, tacos. We're going to have fajita. Um, we're going to have soup and salad, uh, sh fried shrimp with uh, grits. Um, these are all items for $10. Wow. Um, and, yeah, I'm really, really excited. Uh, some of my guests have requested us to do such thing. I've been very hesitant. But, but I, I think that they're right, and I, usually they get what they want. So I'm excited about those things. But... You know, we have a rebite in the menu that is wonderful. We, we have uh, a fish with a date uh, that we purchase three days a week. Um, any changes? We have uh, a daily soup that changes as well daily. Um, we have great pasta. Uh, we have a mac and cheese where it's more gouda that is wonderful. Oh, wow. Um, so we, we have a small menu, but we have a lot of different choices in it. You had me at macaroni and cheese, I'm just going to say. Come over and get some. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I want to talk to you on is, is 22 years since 97 here in the business. If there was one thing that uh, you have to do some things right, like we've talked about, to, to make it 22 years in a business, 
any keys to success or principles that you would just say are the guiding things that, that you would give somebody else out there, maybe in business or considering business? Well, definitely the will and the heart uh, is right up there. Um, the work ethics, uh, of course, I think is one of the best quality one could have. Um, but, you know, the, the little things are very important, just as the big things. You know, uh, the, the big things won't happen without the little things. So a lot of times we tend to not look at those things. Uh, they are very important. To me, the dishwasher is, is a very, very important worker. Right. Uh, the bathrooms, uh, to me, uh, are very significant. Um, the hygiene of the restaurants is very, very important. Uh, and I'm big on that. Um, and it's a reflection in the rest of the restaurant, of course. Um, so I, 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 I tend to take it very, very serious, the, the cleanliness of the place. One question I would have, this debate has gone on publicly over the last couple of years whether or not we should continue in restaurants the practice of gratuities or should that be abolished and just include that in on the menu? What's your experience with that? What, what would you like to happen? Do you like the system like it is? Well, in Europe, they do incorporate uh, uh, tipping in the check. So when they come here, they don't tip, but they don't do it because they don't want to do it. They, they pretty much Americanize. Um, so tips uh, definition is to uh, inquire a, a proper service. So I think that server has to earn their tip. Mm -hmm. And not always should you tip the same. I think that you should tip accordingly. Um, a server that doesn't really give you the proper service, I don't think should get tipped. 20% or maybe not even 17% or 15%. It is customary here that we tip 15%. That is their salary. And sometimes when something goes wrong, it's not necessarily the server fault. Mm. It could be the kitchen fault. But customer usually punish the server for something that happens that probably they have nothing to do with. Uh, I, I like to be able to leave tipping up to the guests. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When, when I was... Um a very young kid, I was off at camp, and one of the things I did in the camp, I became a waiter at lunch. Uh, I think the entire five weeks of the camp. That gave me a lifelong appreciation sure. for servers because I experienced then, well, you didn't get the food here fast enough, or the food isn't good today, or we didn't like what you just said, or you've ignored our table, the many, many things that can go wrong. And so I know, and I appreciate so much, when it does go right, it takes great coordination, it takes uh, timing, and it takes a, a genuine interest in the people you're taking care of. So I've never had any problem with giving a gratuity and a generous one to people who earn it. Well, uh, overall, servers are real smart people. I think that... Uh, some of us tend to underestimate their intelligence. You know, to have the awareness to be able to read a table mm -hmm. and go to that table when it's necessary, not just to go for just going, but mm -hmm. when it's necessary, when they need to. Uh, multitasking, um, the ability to go to the kitchen, come back with something, or vice versa. You know, it, it takes intelligence. And 
you know, um, I could tell my staff to do things, but those kind of things they have to think and they have to do it. I cannot teach that. Well, Juan, thanks so much for sharing a little bit today. Uh, if somebody's out there listening, what's the best way for them to experience Luna's? Is it look up the website, come out, you let us know what you think is the best way to engage with your restaurant. Thank you, Bud. Uh, so we have uh, our website, lunas.com. Okay. Our phone number is 770-531-0848. Uh, in our website, we have our menu and we uh, Facebook. So we try to keep up with uh, what's going on through social media. Very good. And what about the, when does the happy hour live music start? So that? Monday at 5 o'clock from 5 to 7. Um, and we are very excited. Thank you for Absolutely. Thank that you makes, very much. That makes it fun. Thank so, you. So there we have it again, Bill. Another great week. We've talked to a couple of great businesses. Juan, Kevin, thank you for sharing a little bit about yourselves and the businesses you run and the work you do in the community. And I can't wait to do it again next week right here. Same time, same place on North Georgia Business Radio. Thank you.